Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Welcome to Voice of the Church. My name is Pastor Greg Bilsma from Brantford, Ontario, Canada. It's a blessing to be with you today as we continue our study of God's Word. As we begin today, we focus upon God's Word, this time from the book of 2 Timothy. And we look at a final teaching on the idea of what it means to stand strong in a time of of great struggle, a time of increased opposition. How is it that the church can stand strong in such a situation? And we turn to the words of Paul to his dear son, not a son according to the flesh, but a son according to the faith, his protege, a man he taught in the faith, a man by the name of Timothy. And we find the instruction that Paul gives to this man in a season where apostasy is rampant, where people are walking away from the church, where people are beginning to pursue the delights of the world over the beauty of knowing God. And what does Paul say to Timothy? What instruction does Paul give to Timothy in this season? He says in chapter 2 of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2 verse 1, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So we begin to study this passage today. I want you to begin just by noticing that the situation for Paul and Timothy was much akin to our situation today. In 2 Timothy 1.15, Paul writes these words, This you know that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. Paul has found a time when he is finding people forsaking him, and not forsaking him only, but also forsaking the gospel of Christ. It's been one of the tragedies of recent years that we've seen a few prominent Christians walking away from the faith of the Lord or not living holy lives as they ought to have that fit with the gospel calling. We see opposition on the outside. We see struggles within. As Paul watches people wandering from the faith, as Paul knows that Timothy will face many challenges, what call does he give to this beloved son in the faith? He says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You know, sometimes in times of struggle, we want to remind ourselves of the importance of being strong in obedience. We want to remind ourselves of the importance of, of doing the things that God calls us to do, and those are indeed important things to do, and we must love the Word of God, and we must obey the Word of God. But the thing that gives strength to the child of God, the thing that encourages us in, in times of, of great oppression and, 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 and struggle and difficulty. It is always found in the grace that God gives freely in Christ Jesus to each and every one of his people. You see, if Timothy was to be strong in his own obedience and be strong in his own holiness, how long could that strength last? Timothy was, from all we read in God's word, a righteous man. He had a genuine concern for the well-being of others. He, he left home and family to follow Paul and share the gospel and be a missionary. What a wonderful individual, but how long could his strength last? How long could his obedience come? If it was his faithfulness to God that gave him strength for the work God called him to, Timothy would be exasperated and empty within a short period. But what gives strength to the church of God and what gives strength to the child of God through every season of life is the grace that God freely gives. 
in Christ. What is grace? Grace is a freely given, unmerited, unearned gift of God. That gift of God is his favor, his love, his kindness. And what's beautiful is the strength of the child of God, then, is constantly located in something that they never earn, that they never create, that they never produce, that they never secure in themselves. Instead, it's a gift given, as the Word of God tells us, the grace that is given in Christ Jesus. A strength that comes to us day by day because God's love for us in Christ is new every morning. The heart of God moves with compassion for hurting sinners. And that very reality of God's love for us, even in our weakness and even in our failings, is what allows the church of God, allows the Christian, allows you to be strengthened in times of adversity and to find strength in times when you need it. And so what do we do as we try to find help and try and find direction for the time to come? Well, Paul says, first and foremost, remember to be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. A few things to note before we move on, just very briefly. This means that when we find ourselves facing the temptation or the accusations of the devil where he brings before us all our failings and all our shortcomings, and he gives us a thousand reasons why God would never love us or never take us back. The standard we raise against the accusations of the devil is the blood of our Savior and the grace that he freely gives us on the cross. It doesn't mean we can pretend to be kind to sin or that we don't have to repent of sin. It doesn't mean that we don't have to turn from sin. Of course it does. But for every single man, woman, and child who comes to know the reality of their sinfulness and turn to God for mercy, grace is given that no accusation of the devil can ever take away. Your sins are moved from you as far as east is from the west. You see, the truth is, in times of battle and conflict, there's only one soldier who will always stand. There's only one soldier who will always be unfailing. When Jesus told the disciples that on the night of his crucifixion they would all forsake him and fled, every one of those mighty disciples who'd followed Jesus for three years in public ministry proclaimed their unfailing love, Peter being the strongest, even if all others forsake you, Lord, I will never forsake you. And Peter was a tremendous man of God, wasn't he? He was the one who gave the good confession in Matthew 16, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter was the one who was so bold that even when all the disciples shrunk back in the Garden of Gethsemane, he whipped out his sword and risked his life fighting a mob to defend his Savior. And yet even the strength of Peter would fail. And Jesus told him before the rooster crows, You'll deny me three times. You see... When we face this foe and this enemy, we all wish we could be like David. Running upon the field of battle, you come against me with sword and javelin. I come against you in the name of the living God. And we could sling our stone and we could slay our giant. And we could take off his head. And we could be more than victors. In the night in which Jesus was betrayed, all the disciples forsook him and fled. The truth is, We are not strong enough in ourselves to win the battle that is before us. But we don't have to be. We started with the call to find our hope in the Lord. 
We are not strong enough. We're not able. We don't even know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. And what did God do in answer to the prayer? In answer to the people who would say, Lord, we cannot in ourselves defeat this mighty foe. We don't even know how to do it. But we look to you. What did God do for all those who would claim that kind of help from the Lord? He gave them his only begotten son. The only one who could conquer death. The only one who could conquer the foe. The only one who could bring glory to the sovereign God. And he gave it freely through the Son, Jesus Christ. And then he turns to you, he turns to me and says, Now, my son, my daughter, be strong in the grace that I have given you in Christ Jesus. Beloved the Lord, I don't want you to fall. John wrote his epistle saying, I write these things to you so that you may not sin. First John 2. Then he continued, But if anyone sins... We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. We are called to holiness, we are called to fight, we are called to boldly confess the name of Jesus Christ. But our strength is not in us, but in the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. Secondly, that grace that strengthens us, it does something, it calls us to do something. Verse 2 of 2 Timothy 2 says this, And the things that you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. How do we stand in this time, in this season? First and foremost, we stand by the grace that is freely given us in Christ. But secondly, the message of grace that God has given us in the gospel, the truth of God's word, we, we hand it down. We pass it along to the next generation. We commit it to faithful men who can teach others Also, one of the things Jesus taught us to pray, if you remember the end of Matthew 9, when he saw the crowds, he was had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he called his disciples to pray to the Lord of the harvest that the Lord of the harvest would send workers into his harvest field, for the harvest was plentiful, but the workers were few. Now, you know, we're not all called to be ordained gospel ministers. We're not all called to get up on Sunday and stand behind a pulpit and give a message. But we are called to pray that God will raise up workers for his harvest field. And we are called to pass on the truths that God has given us to those we know who are faithful and can pass it on to others. You know, the beauty of being able to tell someone the story of Jesus is something that God would not restrain or restrict to only a few people. Every single one in God's church is to tell the story of God's grace to others, to pass on the great news of what God has done. That being said, however, there is a special need, is there not, for those who can do that on a regular basis, for those who can bring God's word to strengthen the church, who can speak on the radio, who can speak in a pulpit, who can come alongside to someone in their time of need and pray with them and help them fight that final foe of death. You see, as Paul saw the apostasy of some who had come before him. He wanted Timothy to not only stand strong in the grace that's in Christ, but also to pass on the gospel to the next generation, that they might be able to teach others also that the legacy, the story, the the truths of God may not fall upon deaf ears. What importance it is in every season of life that we take seriously that calling to pass on the good news of the gospel to the next generation to come that we teach the children God has given us, the truths of what God has done in a way that won't be erased by the culture, 
Oftentimes that means teaching them within Christian schools or homeschooling with a Christian perspective to make sure they come to know the truths of God because we want to not only stand strong in this ourselves, but pass it on to others who can do the same. It's why we support seminaries, places that teach ministers of the gospel, because we want to have that message going forth. You see, the grace that God has given in which we are to find strength is to be given strength to us that we may see the word of God going forward and not stopped. The final thing that Paul gives as he calls Timothy to be strengthened in grace is not only to pass on this message to others, but also to endure hardship like a good soldier. Verse 3. The truth of the matter is, beloved in the Lord, that when Christ called us to follow him, he called us to take up a cross, die to self, and follow him. Living for Jesus may not mean that we get a big house in this world. It may not mean that everything goes well for us in this world. Living for Jesus often means, and even being strengthened by the grace that God gives us in Jesus Christ, often means that we learn what it is to face hardship, to suffer for Jesus. And yet to count those sufferings just a passing moment compared to the surpassing glory of knowing Christ Jesus forever. Beloved in the Lord, as we continue to fight in this week to come to know Christ and make him known, may we be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. May we pass on the message we have heard to others and help in the passing on of that message from one generation to the next. And may we be willing to endure hardship for the all-surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus our Lord, who endured not only hardship, but the very wrath of God for us, that we might be saved and might be strengthened by the grace that he provides. Amen.